Magic cares, it doesn't give a shit. Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen, as always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt spent last night writing LeBron James encouraging letters about maintaining a positive attitude in the face of defeat. LeBron appreciated Matt's comments, though returned all the dick pics with an emoji frown face. Did you uh did you cry last night when the uh, Cavs lost for LeBron? Oh god. I, it, it wasn't that the Cavs lost. I mean, I became a Cleveland Cavaliers diehard fan because <laughs> Durant just doesn't deserve to win that. I, Why I, do you hate the war? Why do you hate the Warriors so much? You hate Durant. But Brian and I talked about this uh, during your brief absence before the show. <laughs> and he, uh, as a Warriors fan, you know I don't give a shit what you have to say. <laughs> But the whole idea that they built a super team and that's so unfair, fuck you, build your own super team. You have to have a super team to win now. So what's the choice? Like, not build a super team and take the third place trophy home? I don't mind him going to another team. You just, even in pickup basketball, even in, a, in, a, in like a men's league, you can't get beat by a team and then join them. And when they're arguably the best team ever or the team with the best record ever, that just makes you a fucking pussy, and he looks like a pussy. He looks like a little fucking. I would say he should. I should. I would agree with you on this. He should let his. He should stop his mom from tugging his beard and, and grabbing him all the time, because <laughs> that seems a little strange when you're 30 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely a mom. He's definitely a mama. A seven foot tall mama's boy, which is a little off. But fuck you. He won the title. I don't give a shit what you have to say. His Honestly, resting facial expression is is like not that I would do this, but if you like smacked a dog. Yeah. Then it would just kind of look up at you like like it he's, really wants your approval. He's got a dumb face. I'll give him that. But here's the thing. So the Cleveland's going to go out and get like Paul George. This offseason. By the way, they beat in the playoffs this year. And Paul George is going to go to join Cleveland so they can win the title. You absolutely have to do this now to win an NBA title. There's no way not to do some dickish, like, uh, you know, elitist uh, moves if you're going to win an NBA title anymore. There's no, there's no like, we drafted a few young you know, hustlers and we're going to take it all this year. It's, it's, it's completely illegal now who's got the most all-stars on their team. That's yeah, just the way it is. Well, karma's got something to say. Curry's going to shatter his ankles or something's going to happen. Sour grapes, dude. I, can, I do contend that NBA basketball became half as much fun when LeBron taught himself not to cry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he was so, do you see him after the game? He was like, eh, whatever. Like, he was so mellow about it. He used to cry. He used to put the talent on his head and cry. Yeah. And when he lost, and that was, that was half the fun, at least, of the NBA. <laughs> and now he just does this thing where, like, uh, look at me. I don't care. I'm going to go out and, you know, play some ball and lift some weights and whatever and fuck some girls. Well, his hair is becoming nearly like a Donald Trump situation. Yes. So at least you can kind of chart that. I, was, I tuned into the Losers interviews just to see LeBron cry, and he was so put together it really bothered me. I, me too. This week's show is sponsored by Demi Moore's Missing Front Teeth. Demi Moore's missing front teeth for when you want the world to know you're a drug addict without having to say the words. Wow. I don't know if you saw she was on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show and she uh, revealed that she's missing her two front teeth. Oh. They're fake teeth. And then she claims that she lost them due to stress. Oh, that's not a thing. No, it's not. It's, it's odd when you claim a medical condition that no one's ever had before. <laughs> so, yeah. Especially when you're a former drug addict, at least former drug addict, and your teeth fall out. We kind of know what's going on. You had a lot of time to think of an excuse, too. I mean, yeah. if she would have said mountain biking, would you have second-guessed it? No, I would have said, I would have said mountain bike. You, would, you and I would have said, like, elbow to the elbow and pick a basketball game. Right. She, she could have said mountain bike, and we would have believed it. But whip it, being addicted to whippets. And claiming stress is not not the way to go. That's insane. Did she used to be a, a like a call girl? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of every single other woman in Hollywood. <laughs> no, she wasn't a call girl. She was a I don't know. Maybe she was. She was a young actress who finally got herself a huge pair of breasts and started starring in major films. Yeah. And then she went nuts. Married Ashton Kutcher, which seemed like a bad idea. And then you know she's an older lady. Went kind of nuts. I think all old actresses. I think any actress over 35 is pretty much nuts. Does she? Am I crazy, or does she not have a personality? Um, she does this bookish thing where she wears, like, the lesbian glasses and, like, talks Oh, right, she owns the glasses. Yeah, That's she does right. that whole thing. And then, but she's had a lot of surgery now, so she, she, if you see she, 
and Courtney Cox together from Friends. Uh-huh. Identi- identical. Oh, they wow. have morphed in through like getting older and, and plastic surgery have morphed into one another. You could not, I guarantee you could not tell the difference between the two of them any longer. That's right. Well, unless you took her fake teeth out, then you would, then you would notice. I don't think Courtney Cox same was, tits was doing math. Yeah, they have the exact same tits. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, we're going blind in this show, so you have no idea what the topics are today. Good. It's like, like one of those, every other show. Yeah, it's just like one of those ultimate game shows where they bring in a guy cold and just like, and he's a genius. They ask him a ton of <laughs> random questions, except minus the, minus the genius. Right, right, right. Uh, so I don't know if you saw today, but Dennis Robbins back in North Korea. Yeah, he's making a return. He's making a return trip, uh, which is odd. People like still look at this like there's some opportunity for Dennis Robin to do something in North Korea, like some positive like relations between the U.S. and North Korea. When last time all he did was go. Rub the great leader's belly and get really fucked up, wasted, and then come back and yell at yell at uh, Andrew Cuomo. Was it Cuomo, one of the Cuomo uh, guy on CNN? Yeah, yeah. Totally tanked. He yeah, was shit faced on. Anytime someone's shit faced on live TV, yes. or, I love it. It's yes. one of my favorite things. Yeah, especially when they've scheduled an interview. <laughs> like it wasn't like the car at a bad time. Right. He showed up for an appointment, wasted, drunk to be on TV. And there was really no, that was like four years ago now, there was absolutely nothing that anyone could point to that came out of that meeting with Kim Jong-un that was positive. I mean, there was nothing. The guy had him come, it reminded me of the interview, right? With James Franco and, yeah. and, and Seth Rogen. It was like he was just being used, obviously, for, for publicity stunt. Yeah. Like not a single good, but he's going back now. And then he wears these, so he's wearing this potcoin.com t-shirt, which is his new sponsor. Ugh. It's Bitcoin for the weed market. So really on the up and up. Do you, you don't need a cryptocurrency for weed. Why could you not? First of all, you could just use PayPal, but why could you not use fucking Bitcoin? I don't know. But here's the thing. When you merge Bitcoin and weed, you have the two, two jankiest industries merging Yeah, together. don't invest in that shit. No. But he's getting paid. He's, uh, by the way, I'm sure he's getting paid in cash to go over there, not uh, potcoin. There's no way his agent allowed potcoin. I have an idea. Let's <laughs> yes. not fucking let him back in. Uh, that's what people said last time with trader stuff. I don't know. He's, he hasn't paid child support like in 20 years to his kids. So there's a lot of crimes against him. He might want to stay over there. Uh, but it really, honestly, and so they're, they're, the whole thing is like he won't say anything, but he is friends with Donald Trump because he was on The Apprentice and they've remained friends since. Holy fuck. By the way, Trump's list of friends, they're not real friends, but Trump's list of fake friends <laughs> is just an assortment of losers and oddballs. It really is. like It's like a random country singer, Dennis Rodman, some other people, mostly people who ran through the show oh, cycle. I just, yeah, Trump is one of those guys that no one actually likes, so he doesn't have any real friends. Like, he's the type of guy that would get married and be like, do you want to be in my wedding party? And you're like, why? Like, I barely even know you. He has, like, a couple, like, old Jewish New York friends, like, in their 70s, because he's been around New York for 50 years in business. So he's got a couple guys, like, he may be friend in the 60s and 70s, like, lawyers and stuff like that. What do they talk about, though? Uh, they play golf. They play golf. Probably. Do men really have friends, Matt? Do any men really have friends? I have a lot of friends. Really? No, you don't. Really? <laughs> friends you like share with emotionally, discovery each other. You uh, have, you have like. Uh, yeah, I'm not paying for a fucking psychologist. Someone's got to listen to this shit. Well, you're an old rich guy. You have golf friends and you have like yachting friends and you have money friends and stuff like that. You don't really have like. He's the friend that when he leaves the room, everyone rolls their eyes and starts talking shit about him. Yeah, unless he's paying the tab. Uh, but so is it possible that that uh, Trump uh, sent over Dennis Robin as an emissary? And is this really our last resort to save the world from nuclear disaster? Are we? Are, are is Dennis Robin the last hope we have? I mean, this this could not get more ridiculous. <laughs> right. This dude Dennis Rodman knows the president, who's oh, he's it, friends it, with the president and friends with the great leader. Yeah, this is a this is a triangle. Of, uh, see, I think Trump and uh, Kim Jong Un they actually have a lot in common from the weird hair, the sort of tubby stature, yeah, the, um, the, lo- the the love of megalomania, under- love of underage girls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Trump says he doesn't. Not, let's not forget. Well, Trump has never touched an underage girl, perhaps. He just makes lewd comments, whereas the great leader has like a half dozen 12-year-old girls in his, in his as concubines. Yeah, I mean, if you could get away with it, yes. let's be honest. He, he, well, if you get away with it, I think it would be Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this is it. We got it. We got uh, Dennis Rodman, by the way. If he sent like over a legit basketball player, like say you sent over Steph Curry or somebody, like an, you know, a real guy, American guy with a head on his shoulders, it might sort of weirdly make sense to send an international sports star, like sending Pele somewhere. But sending Dennis Rodman, who's just a drunk, cross-dresser, broke-ass guy, yeah. is just so Trump. <laughs> That's just like the perfect thing for Trump. Like, 
Love this guy. He said, I love this guy. <laughs> Just send him over. Send him over. Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, Dennis Rodman could be doing like a, a, a measurable amount of damage to the, yes. to the U.S.'s like diplomatic power because when he went over last time, they tanked. So I think they played the first half. Yes. Uh, they were playing North Korea's team, which, I mean, if you could even imagine what that is. I guarantee you, like, me, you, and Brian could could probably beat their team. Yes. Uh, first they of all, they're North Korean. Good. Yes. They don't play basketball there. It, there's a lot of problems. Uh, obviously, they don't have a coach in North Korea that knows what they're doing. Um, so they played the first half, and I think they blew them out. And then they tanked the second half. So they lost. Yes. The former NBA players lost, literally lost. If you look at the, the record books, <laughs> lost the game. Fuck you guys. Well, you want to you fucking... live, don't you? That reminds me of a little... Uh, uh, Either... No. Fucking live or die with some dignity. That reminds me a little bit of Matt and Trey uh, from South Park saying they're not going after Muslims. Not because they're politically correct, but because they don't want to die <laughs> in a bombing. <laughs> right. You can't go to North Korea and beat the North Koreans. My feeling about Kim Jong-un is he's a, ba- he's a big basketball fan. Is that like all other Asian players, he's kind of pot-bellied. He has like an 18-foot set shot from the outside. Yeah, he's a basketball fan like my mom's a basketball fan. She's no, a- dude, don't you ever play pickup with the Asian guys? They always have like a killer set shot from one spot. Yeah, and there is the one Asian guy that <laughs> yes. can with the gut that can yes. nail some threes. He's got like a 22-footer, and he can nail like nine out of ten times, but it has to be from one spot. It has to be from the same spot. Yeah, he, you see him <laughs> telegraphing the shot a mile away, and you, you almost yes. always... Almost block it, but yeah. but he just gets it off and it goes in. Yeah, always oh, a bank shot. <laughs> yeah, this fucker. Yeah, that's how I picture Kim Jong Un plays. By the way, <laughs> and they no one blocks a shot, even though like he's so short because they don't yeah. want to die. And they have all the gear, you yes. know, just decked out with yes. the armbands. Yeah, full full Under Armour gear the and Steph everything. Steph Curry's. Yes. Yeah, all the mouthpiece, the mouthpiece, the mouthpiece, <laughs> the eyeglass, the, the, the uh, goggles, <laughs> <laughs> and they sink nine out of ten and go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's that's. By the way, that was me. Half I, court. That was how I play basketball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Dennis Rodman, you don't think, is the best ambassador for the U.S.? I agree. I don't know why we let him go or why we let him come back. He's clearly, he, first of all, he's pimping a weed. He's pimping a weed product as he's going, which right off the bat, I should tell you, that doesn't seem very, you know, as much as America loves weed, it doesn't seem very American. There's got to be, and he's going to get wasted drunk over there and sleep with prostitutes. I think Rodman, see, when, he, when I saw him do that, I'm like, all right, I think... I figured him out. He's a he's an idiot. He's just a dumb fuck. He is a dumb fuck who's, who's drank himself into being even dumber. He might be, like, legally retarded, but it was the other guys, like the Stacey Ogmans and the, I, uh, I can't remember the, the other guy, players. The guys, the guys who went along with them? Because those guys know what they're doing, and they, and they just had this look of, I spent all my money, and I, <laughs> I didn't know anyone was going to talk about this. Honestly, there's nothing worse than being an athlete who's broke yeah. because of shit you have to go through. There was a there was a business that pitched me about oh, ten years ago on a business, and it was a it was talking to ex like famous guys, but from the sixties and seventies, who when they didn't make money in baseball and football and stuff like that, when the guys made like forty grand a year and blew it all right on hookers, <laughs> so they were like you know superstars when they were like retired at like thirty five or forty, but by forty five they were dead broke, always dead broke, right. and so his business was you could call the, literally call these people on a telephone. Like a like a sex line, but you're talking to these guys. You go for an operator, and it was like a buck ninety nine a minute to talk to like some name any famous baseball over the seventies. Oh wow! And I'm like, what? You can actually talk to like say Ron Say, who was like a Dodger All Star for like eight years on the telephone. Like he goes, yeah. I go, you you call him, and he answers at his house and talks to you. He's like, the guy's like, yeah. Like I go, what if Ron's like in the tub? Will right. he still take your call? Like, can I talk to Ron in the tub? That's like, amazing. yeah. I'm thinking a dollar ninety in a minute. I assume you're taking a piece of this action. What's the athlete actually getting? <laughs> Just imagine like a '70s ball player like in the bathtub talking to you on the phone for like sixty-two cents a minute. And just look at the razor, just thinking about how they're going to kill themselves. Oh, my God. That's so depressing. Yeah, dude, I loved you when I saw you in this game. Oh, thanks, man. You were the best. Oh, thanks, man. Just thinking about how fast can I fucking off myself. Right, because he's going to get the guy, like, one out of three calls, like, yeah, so anyway, uh, I'm jerking off. Yeah. It's like, shit, yeah. do I need to, I guess, just keep talking. That's why I quit Vivid Radio, by the way. Uh, all right, Dennis Rodman, uh, this would be the time, by the way, to bomb Pyongyang. Take out, take out Rodman and the great leader at the same time. Also, another idea the CIA could have done is just implant the bomb with it, inside Rodman when he wasn't looking, when he was passed out drunk. <laughs> just put some kind of device inside him and blow it up. Yeah, he probably likes things in his ass. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right, Matt, let's go on to girls and tits. That's a subject that I know about and you pretend to know about. 
Alison Brie. Do you know who Alison Brie is? Yes. She's the actress from Mad Men and 75 other, and uh, Community and 75 other shows. Oh, yeah. She's pretty annoying. Yeah. She's the uh, attractive Jewish girl with the huge, huge... Oh, ears. yeah. She's got the giant tits. Yeah. She has giant tits. In fact, so uh, her story today, because every woman has to have a story about being abused in Hollywood now, sure. was she tried out for Entourage, of all things. And, uh, and she claimed in her original story that when she went to the Entourage casting to do... She was going to do a bit role in Entourage every single up-and-coming actress in Hollywood wanted to do 10 years ago uh-huh. because they all knew if they showed off their tits in Entourage, they would get more work. Right. Uh, so she went to the casting call, and it was to play. She was not going to do a topless role, but they asked her, she said, the casting director asked her to take her top off. And she was wearing a shirt and asked her to take her top off. And so she just cried this whole story and how horrible it was and how this is so inappropriate to ask a woman to take her top off. Well, then it turns out later she had to mend her statement. Mm. After all the outrage happened. So people found out she was lying, well, basically? Well, she did take her shirt off, but she was wearing a bikini underneath. And they wanted to see her in her bikini body, since, by the way, the role was of a bikini girl in the, in the scene. Right. And so, and then, like, her other, her new, by the way, she is topless in her new show, Glow. You're going to want to watch that. Gorgeous mm, probably ladies, not, gorgeous ladies I, of wrestling. Well, I'll send you the highlight I, pictures. I might do a Mr. Skin, just yes, out of curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, the casting director, other people who worked with her, are like, not this one at the entourage, are saying how everyone should be fired, and this is horrible, and how disgusting behavior, and stuff like that. But here's the thing, Matt. You and I know this double standard. Like, you think that, like, Chris Pratt and, and Channing Tatum and everyone else trying out, even Tom Cruise for his Mission Impossible shit, they're all showing off their pecs and shit like that for, for roles. There's not an actor, male actor in Hollywood trying out for a hunky role who isn't being asked to take his shirt off to see his fucking six-pack and all that other crap. Yeah. Is this not the most horrible standard? And can you sleep tonight thinking about this? What's well, so disingenuous? She's acting like she didn't read the script, contact her agent, or her agent contacts her. Yes, I agree to do this, knowing full well what it entails. Well, her point is that as, a, as an artist, as an actress... Even though you might be in a bikini in the role, you shouldn't have to show your body off in, in, a, in a casting session. Which uh, Maybe not if you're auditioning for uh, you know, one of King Lear's daughters, but you're on a fucking show called Entourage, which the whole point is showing girls. cars and tits. Yes. Are you fucking retarded? That's the only other option. This seems you're like something... either an idiot yes. or you're being fake. About this is this. not as bad as Amy Schumer remembering, suddenly remember that her first sexual experience was rape. All of a sudden, 15 years later. But I think this sounds like revisionist history where at the time, probably 10 years ago, she was like, whatever, it didn't bother her. And now that she has to have a story of, of some sort of sexist, you know, gender oppression in Hollywood, this is, what she, this is what she came up with. So first she said she had to take her top off, and then she admitted it that I had to take my top off, but I also had a swimsuit on underneath my top. Yes, and by the way, why would you have the bikini on under your top if you didn't think you were going to need to take your top off it's absolutely no different than channing tatum saying when i shot magic mike i had to take my pants off as part of a scene when i was stripping and i had a g-string underneath my pants like yeah and also off and also by the way before he does that movie they hook him up with a trainer for eight weeks and take polaroids of his body to make sure it looks yeah this chick doesn't have to do that with her fatty tits she doesn't have to take any testosterone or any sort of supplements or anything all she has to do is show up and take her top off yeah, well, I like her breasts. Let's not let's not denigrate the breasts right off the I'm bat. I'm just man. sick of this. It's completely disingenuous. It's so transparently fake and obvious that you're just grasping for, for some kind of storyline. Uh, it's it's tiresome. Well, it'd be like it'd be one thing if a producer was calling you to his house to do a secret casting call and then ask you to take your top off, but you're at a casting session for Entourage where you're going to need to take you're going to need to take your top off. By the way, they didn't ask you to go topless. There's probably some rules about it, whether you can do topless and casting or not. There's something something like that. But obviously not in a, in a bikini body. I think actors in general, this goes for male and female, hate to think of themselves as pieces of meat, as pretty pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. Although that's almost entirely almost entirely what they are, yeah. which is why actors are almost entirely good-looking people. There's a reason why good-looking people get acting jobs. It's yeah. superficial is obviously a huge part of the job. Just like we talk about models with Ashley Graham and stuff like that. Obviously, a model is expected to be in fit physical condition and they're going to check you and they're going to put you in your fucking panties and check you out up and down it's not a lot different from almost any other job all things being equal it's like yeah we could hire a bartender who uh, is dumpy and nearsighted however given the choice since almost anyone can pour a rum and coke we're going to hire the chick with the huge tits because it's just better 
Matt, isn't this easy for you to say since you work in the one job where actually not looking good is to your, to your benefit? <laughs> <laughs> like, stand-up comedy is the one, the one actual profession where, like, looking horrible is to your benefit. <laughs> like, the worse you look, like, the fatter and worse you look, the better you, the better you do. That's true, yeah. If you're good-looking, you can't make it in stand-up comedy. No, like... I, I heard that uh, it's not stand-up, but it's almost the same, that, that Will Ferrell used to be, like, jacked, and uh, he kind of just got, f- like, gross to, just to, like... Yeah, for SNL, they, he put on weight Yeah, because he was, he was too physically fit, and that, nobody, wants to, nobody wants to laugh at a guy with a six-pack. Yeah, that that scares me because you know I'm trying to I'm trying to get in better shape. Uh, it, it, I would here. Let me alleviate your fear for a moment, Matt. You're really far away from that. You're really far away from that. <laughs> I'll let you know when you get too jacked. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, let me know. I'll, I'll tell you to ease off. I'll tell you to ease off a little bit. No okay? one's warned me yet. Yeah. Uh, let's let's reconvene in 2020 and discuss and discuss discuss that. <laughs> but it's true. There is there is like I, I, women. I think are. Well, I would say women are generally more mistreated, young women in Hollywood, than men, only because that's true in every single profession. And the men used to run the business more. And so there's probably more women being propositioned for sex than men, although it's probably fairly equal now. Uh, but through history, women probably had to have more sex and do more gross shit to get jobs in Hollywood, like a lot of other professions. But that's so completely changed at this point. This reminds me of Rose, remember when Rose McGowan complained that she was being asked to wear tight tank tops to her ca- to casting calls? Yeah. And it was like only because that was what she was selling. What she was selling for the casting, it's like what you know. You need to understand, like I mean, what you're actually what people are hiring you for. And if they're hiring you for your tits, you got to wear a tank tight tank, tank top to the casting call. Now, most women know to do that inherently, but if that's why you're being hired, your agent needs to tell you, like, shut the fuck up. This is why you're being hired. If you want to wear a, a big bulky sweater and not let them know if you still look great, then you're not going to get hired. Yeah, I mean, you know where your bread is buttered. By the way, Rose McGowan. Who got paid millions of dollars in residuals to star in the Scream franchise, where she was known as the chick with the juicy, delicious tits? Yes. Like, what are you pretending? It was because you're. She must know she's not a great actress, right? There, I think there's a there's a huge disconnect in Hollywood. I think actors see themselves as artists, and it's really surprising how low a level of actors feel that way about themselves in terms of the like, type of material they do. I think even like late night Cinemax actors think of themselves as artists. Well, porn stars seeing themselves as artists and actors too. I mean, they always have the one thing. They're like, I don't do double anal, like, you know, like those other. You know, I'm an artist. Yeah, it's true. We all look at these people, especially the higher paid actors, and they get paid like, oh, you know, whatever, six figures for like a six week assignment, and we think, fuck it. I mean, we would all want to be exploited that way, but they can't somehow can't bring themselves. They were brought up as special people, and they they feel special about their craft, and they just can't bring themselves to understand that they are. Just pieces of meat who do who read, yeah. who read lines, and so they become really political. Like to, like in their thirties, it's like oh, you never heard of the concept of politics when you were getting hired for jobs because no one's going to hire anyone that just rambles, uh, you know, self servingly about politics. Yeah, regardless, of, even if I agree with you, I'm just like shut the fuck up. Like I'm trying to eat. You know, I was thinking about this with Katy Perry. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but like she just seems some people like attribute like all these profound meanings to these actors and singers and stuff. And you have to realize some of them are just stupid. Mm-hmm. So they're just there's a bell curve that applies to all people intellectually, and it applies to entertainers as well. And some there's a few that are really smart. Most are somewhere in the middle. And there's a, f- a number that are really, really just dumb. And yeah. we don't call them out. We don't say, "Oh, so and so is just an idiot," or I mean, intellectually a moron. But some of them, by just you know statistical fact, are just complete morons. Yeah. And we listen to them and read their Twitter feeds as if they have something to say. But when you break it down, if you ever talk to them in person, you realize they're just stupid as fuck. Well, yeah, and a good way to measure that is is what at what age you go through certain phases. Like smart people go through the annoying political phase when they're in like the fifth grade or something, yes. right? Yes. And, and, and then again in college when they're smoking weed. Yeah, and it comes then back, the, it rolls back again. They go through the fucked up short haircut phase when they're like fifteen. Yeah, but an idiot does it when they're like thirty five. Yeah, you know they, because they have the brain of a fucking child, the intellect of of you know a, a young uh, their their brain's not formed. And then I think they have this misplaced understanding that they're one of us, that they're one of the people. They don't quite understand that they're just not like regular people. <laughs> they don't know that like there was Nicole Kidman was talking about how she did a role recently in that Big Little Lies show where she gets sexually assaulted by her husband. And, like, the role was so intense for her that it was so hard at work that day on the set that when she went home, she took it, actually threw, like, a brick or a rock through a glass glass sliding door and broke it. 
Oh, the horror. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, do you understand that, like, everybody feels that way when they come home from a bad day at work? That that's just not your... I'm sure your craft was intense that day, but, like, everyone feels that way most days when they get home from a hard day's work. We, yeah. just, can't, we just can't afford to replace the sliding glass window on our, on our houses. <laughs> <laughs> True. And, and as terrible as rape is, which it is... Uh, how is this any worse than you know Matt Damon forms a, a films a Bourne movie? I don't know. He almost got killed fifty times. Like, isn't that a similar emotional toll? If we're believing that movies are real life, which everyone fucking knows they aren't. Have you seen a Bourne movie recently? Um, no. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's just. I think he's sleepwalking through those. <laughs> walking through those. All right. Well, Matt. So I think we answered the question. You don't feel bad for Alison Brie. I still like her because her breasts are enormous. And I think that it's uh, only fair for men to treat women like that with uh, more kindness than other women. So I'm not a big tit guy. See, I might have a different opinion on this. If wow, if I was, uh, do you mean you don't? You're not big on tits, or you don't like big tits? I don't like big tits. Uh, I thought we had an. I like that. tits, but the the gargantuan ones kind of freak. Well, me out. I don't think hers are that big. I think they're mostly real, so I don't think they're that big. She's not like one of those freak show uh, strippers or something like that. Well, Although one like, day I would like to see her become that. A pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Katy Perry, Matt, we got an email from Stephen. Did you watch? He wants to know, who gave Katy Perry the bright idea to live stream herself being a a lamentable rich white woman for 72 hours? Did you happen to catch her live stream over the weekend? Uh, No, I didn't, actually. So in promotion of her new album, uh, I'm going to say it's called uh, Witness? Uh, I don't know. She released three singles so far. As far as I can tell, it. Some of the dumbest shit ever written before in human history. I saw her on SNL, and I was appalled at how comically awful it was. Her music, I mean, I know it appeals to young girls, but her music actually literally sounds like it's written for 12-year-old girls. Like, it's like little ditty. It's like, here it is. It's like little kids, like elementary school ditties with, like, a lot of sexual double entendres in it. There's a lot of music for, like, Ariana Grande, Kesha. If you listen to their songs... They're written, like, intellectually at, like, a fourth-grade level. Yeah. And then just a shitload of dick and fucking, like, entendres in it. Well, like, it's, like the, it's like almost a kid's movie, how you go to you see a kid's movie and they slip in a lot of, like, kind of filthy references. Yes. Right? It kind of reminds me, too, if you see those old, like, Hitler, like the Nazi youth when they're, like, eight years old and they're, they're chanting little, little cute songs, but then you realize it's about murdering Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, they all look like adorable little ragamuffins right. singing this little song in their kerchiefs, and then you realize it's all like, let's put them in the oven to bake them to death. You know, like the like, reggae songs they're playing at Senior of Frogs. If you, if you listen, I'm pretty sure they're all about just killing all the white people. Yes. But, I think about they this, sound so happy. I think about this, too, when I see women singing rap music, and I realize that it's almost entirely about beating bitches and whores. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, beat that bitch and the whore and the fuck there. And, like, and these women are singing like, yeah, you don't come out well in the song. Do you understand that? Yeah, and almost the sluttier the song is, like the more degrading it is to women, uh, yes. the more the chicks get on the dance floor. Like it's some sort of uh, yeah, some biological. Point they're, they're just singing songs about like women being raped and golden showered on the ground, and, like and really finding it very empowering. Uh, so Katy Perry, her album was coming out today. And by the way, I'm going to do a little shout out to Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is starting to enter that evil genius, that rich evil genius stage that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So Taylor Swift is in a feud. I don't know if you follow your pop music feuds. I'm, I'm aware of this f- completely contrived feud. Uh, yes. I don't know how contrived it is, but so because they're such bitchy rich women, it's possible they do these are real feuds that just sound contrived. It's hard to tell with people like that. Whether or not they're upset about tiny little things for real or for not. Wasn't it over a long, she's, a long stole, time ago? She's just bringing it up. Someone stole, well, Matt, someone stole someone else's gay backup dancers oh. for their show and did not really do it in the right way you're supposed to steal gay backup dancers. Mariah Carey, I think, does it the best way because she actually, <laughs> she actually buys them lots of shit. Well, gay backup dancers are like deaf mutes that you kind of keep chained up like, uh, like a gimp in a basement type yes, of thing. Yes, but apparently they work in bunches, as you might think. Uh, they actually come like in, in half, by the half dozen. So they work in, the gay backup dancers actually work as teams, and so they go around to different artists as teams. So it's kind of like you just don't order one gay backup dancer. You order like six at a time. Mm. I bet they have really cute group names, too. Do you have to bid on them? The like- Pink Flamingos and shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know, but they should stole it. So here's the thing. So uh, Katy Perry's been in trouble with her music lady because even like people who have been prone to say her music's really great, even though it sucks, 
are now turning on her because her music has become so bad that they're like scared they're going to be called out at some point for like saying, oh, groundbreaking shit. And then people go like, no, really, just you've been, you've been found out. You've been lying all along. Can't even fake it anymore. No. So, uh, so her album was, was in trouble. So she's releasing it like today or yesterday, today. On that very day she set to release it, Taylor Swift, after two and a half years, pulls, uh, pulls off her ban on streaming services and uploads her entire library of music to the streaming services. Wow. On the very day that Katy Perry's album was releasing to kill her, kill her download business. I like that. That's evil. I mean, that's just like pure... And she said it was like a coincidence. Pure evil. It probably cost her millions and millions of dollars. Just fucking badass well, Isn't this move. a chick almost like uh, Kim Kardashian did with Chris Humphreys like, that cycles through dudes for her own publicity? Who, Taylor Swift or Katy Perry? Uh, Swift. Both. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, she does. She does. I think she does it just to break up with them to write songs about them and make money. Right. She's, she is like she is like the female. I, not, I want to say Trump. That's too obvious. She's just a cold stone like businesswoman. Yeah. yeah, like a Kardashian. Yeah, but I think just weird, weirder. I mean, she's just like very dark and sinister. She's, she's almost even more so because who's gotten caught lying by the Kardashians? When uh, remember that Kim Kardashian recorded her talking to Kanye West. Yes, and she claimed that she had never talked to him. And yes. then Kim Kardashian of all the only time I've ever been like. Well, that was cool of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Released the recording of them going over this publicity stunt. She remind, If you think about the girl like in grade school who told on the rest of the class when the teacher was gone yeah. and came back and told on everybody, that's Taylor Swift. And she's starting to look the part, too, like her head's enormous yes. and her body's really small. Like yes. she's, she's sort of morphing into like a crane, yes. like a Ninja Turtle. And she's going to at some point soon have a billion dollars to do whatever the fuck she wants with. Oh, so yeah. she's just going to become like one of those Dr. Evil, female Dr. Evils, which we sort of like have to admire. Uh, but getting back to Katy Perry, so her album was coming out. So her promo, her big promo was for 72 hours straight, she was going to live stream herself. She rented a house because it couldn't be at her house because she had to look more humble. So she rented, down rented a house like Airbnb, a, a cheaper looking house. Yeah, doesn't she own like a $200 million house? She owns like six $200 million houses. So she didn't want to do it there because it's not relatable. So she got like a two bedroom house and she live streamed herself for 72 hours straight. Cameras everywhere on her, on her YouTube channel. And she brought in, because it, it just wasn't people wanting to watch her drink her coffee and take a dump, she brought in, like, a bunch of people to talk to during the 72 hours. And it was, each one was successfully more and more annoying. Mm-hmm. And over the course of 72 hours, she did. The only thing she could think of to do in terms of conversation was to apologize for shit, for being a rich white woman and apologize for shit. So she brought in, like, a, a black podcaster, and she apologized for appropriating black culture and various music videos she's done before. Music. And then she apologized for, like, being mean to people. Then she apologized for not being sensitive to gender issues enough. And she brought somebody else to, like, while they were doing yoga to do, you know, apologize for her carbon footprints and all this stuff. Wow. Uh, who? Here's my question. This is what I would know. I think she's just possibly... An idiot. I think she's not, like... Alina Dunham's, like, a smart... I think is a smart... But mm. she's just super fucking annoying with her politics and social movements and shit like that. She clings on to, like, being super fucking annoying. I think Katy Perry wants to be Lena Dunham, but she's actually intellectually not nearly as smart. So she doesn't... She can't even come off, you know, for real to the people Lena Dunham appeals to <laughs> because she can't make a cohesive statement about shit. Lena Dunham, right. at least... To 5% of the population, Lena Dunham is, like, a fucking guru. But Katy Perry can't speak to anybody. So whose bright idea was to let her live stream herself for 72 hours in sweatpants, sweatpants talking to different people and apologizing for all her, all her sins against the various minority groups? Yeah, that's, uh, that was ill-conceived. She even apologized to, uh, East, uh, to Indians, by the way, East Indians, for dressing uh, in, in a, like an East Indian garb in one music video. Yikes. Uh, so you didn't see the live stream, apparently, Matt. <laughs> It was 72 hours. I thought you were going to drink a lot of coffee and stay through the whole thing. There's clearly some Japanese guy that just figured out when she was shitting and jerked off during the five minutes she was off camera. Oh, she also apologized to the Japanese for dressing as a geisha once. She got the short haircut now. It's like, you know, there's more to uh, life. You can't just get a haircut and then it's like all of a sudden you went to this liberal college and have learned about these things. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, your image is sort of supposed to be reflective. Like, you could get a suit with elbow pads and tassel your hair up. That doesn't make you a professor at fucking Oxford. Like, you can't just dress the part and and fucking be that person. Well, you know my feeling about all these women who supported Hillary in the campaign so heavily? 
Miley Cyrus, Scarlett Johansson, they all got Hillary haircuts after they lost. It was like sort of some masochism for losing. They all cropped their hair into a short Hillary cut to look less attractive. Yeah. I don't quite understand it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, Stephen, here's the answer. The answer is an agent who should be fired. That was the worst promo idea I've ever seen. There's absolutely nobody you can probably think of you'd want to see live stream for 72 hours in their home. Let alone somebody who's not inherently interesting. So it has to bring in, it has to, it's like a bad talk show. It has to bring in guests to speak on her behalf and ask her questions about herself. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I can't even think. I mean, even, yeah, even someone really smart and interesting, it would still be tough after three days. But when you're neither of those things, it's just. Uh, I'd watch Stephen Hawking. I like to see him roll around and see how he uses the toilet and stuff. <laughs> and I'd probably watch a porn star. That's about really the only two things I could think of. I could I could stick in for seventy two hours. I mean, even 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 the Jerry Lewis telethon went for twenty four hours, and after like three hours, they had to start. They just you couldn't watch couldn't watch anymore. It was just after they brought a few big names in, it started getting really low down the charts on the Vegas performers. Yeah, I every mean, was David Copperfield's understudy was doing tricks. He's like, so I'm I feel out of like here. Even Stephen Hawking would run out of shit to say after an hour. Uh, he probably could talk in that thing and have a delayed speech off his little pad thing. Ah, I want to thank Rocco's in Studio City, the place to podcast, if you ask me. I think this today's our largest crowd we've ever had, Brian and Matt. That's a big table over there, yeah. This is pretty, this is pretty crazy today. Rocco's in Studio City. Enjoy the pizza, the skinny margaritas, if you happen to be that effeminate. <laughs> Come on by and watch the podcast. Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know you've been watching The Bachelor show for 15 years now. I'm, I'm actually watching this current season. I don't know why. I knew it. Did you ever try out for The Bachelor? <laughs> Why not? You should try for The Bachelor. I, oh, God. You have to get a haircut. But besides that, could you try for the, well, you have to, you know, get a suit. I think my family would disown me. Really? I don't quite understand the uh, show, other than I consider it's just female pornography, right? I mean, it's pornography for females. Well, is it? It's completely completely staged and produced. Well, the new one's The Bachelorette. Well, no, they they do that. Uh, they have the Bachelor. Wait, they have the Bachelor now too. No, the Bachelor's been on. I think it was originally the Bachelor. Then they went to Bachelorette. I thought they switched every year. They switched. Uh, they do it like five times. They do five seasons a year, I think now. So you're saying the the Bachelor is on right now and not the Bachelorette? I mean, I'm sorry that they're both. They on. run them both like they interchangeably. Like they do Bachelor and Bachelorette, the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Because right now it's Bachelorette. I don't know how you know this, but I know that you know this, so I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with you. But the whole thing is obviously stage. The whole idea is like you get a guy or you know a guy for the Bachelor with 12 girls or whatever, and they compete to be as slutty and as slutty and, and tits in his face as possible. And then he decides to marry one, right? And they never get really married, or they get married and they get annulled like a week later. Well, I think unlike most reality TV, it's real enough in that I think they are all having dirty, dirty sex. They are. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you bring that up because I don't know if you also watch Bachelor in Paradise. No. But Bachelor in Paradise is where they <laughs> spin off. I mean, ABC, i got to give them credit. They have come up with a number of idiotic shows that get themselves a decent audience that cost almost nothing to make, mm-hmm. which is what's left of network TV. So Bachelor in Paradise, they take old contestants from the Bachelor shows, oh. like an all-star cast, and send them to a really exotic place such as Mexico. <laughs> We've never heard of Mexico before. <laughs> but if you did The Bachelor and you don't regret it and you're going back a second time, oh, man, that's just sad, right? Well, so here's what I think has become of The Bachelor, which is all the women on the show are now trying to outdo each other because the only way to actually get anything out of The Bachelor is either become the one he marries and you become semi-famous and then you, 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 they never really get married, by the way. I don't understand how women can accept that fact, that the whole show's about getting married and then nobody gets married. But again, it's porn for women. I refuse to judge other people's pornography, lest I be judged myself. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but, it, but so the only way to break out is to be like so slutty and so shamelessly like self-promoting and, and, and naked and then fuck all the dudes or whatever is that you get famous from that. That's the only, I mean, that's on Celebrity Big Brother, Big Brother, whatever. That's the only way you, to stand out is to be the most naked, most slutty chick, right? And then the producers yeah. kind of encourage all that. Because why the fuck else would you watch, why the fuck else would you watch the show? It's, it's basically boiled down to the less pride you have, the better you're going to do on the show. Yes. And the more hungry you are to be famous for the, all the wrong reasons. Right. Enter Corinne Olympios. She apparently was on, uh, I don't know if you saw her, she was a former contestant on The Bachelor before. She was known as the crazy, wild, blonde girl who would always take her bikini top off. 
Which really is not a bad reputation if you want to, if you want to succeed in life or in the business. It doesn't sound like much of a niche, though. I feel like there's a lot of chicks that would. Well, do that. but she also put whipped cream on her tits, Matt. Oh well, there yes. you go. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's really novel. And uh, I mean, that's the thing about the it, clearly stole it from Varsity Blues, but whatever. When, wherever they stole it from, the point is like they're not the Bachelorettes. The, late, the, cont- the contestants of the Bachelor are not the most intellectually savvy people. So they're pulling the cliches, the topless cliches out left and right. Sweat t-shirt, you know, anything you see at a bad bachelor party, that's what the girls are doing. Uh, and you have to assume they're being coached, obviously, or coaxed by the producers. It's called uh, getting shit-faced on free booze. Shit-faced on free booze, but then like, hey, Corinne, you want to get famous? I bet if you took your top off, we could we could do a segment on just you for five minutes or yeah. whatever. You sure you don't want, you want me to freshen that drink up? Yeah. Here's By the way, here's a whipped cream can in case you didn't have one in your purse. <laughs> Which, where did she get the whipped cream? from that's what i want to know so but now things have gone things have gone bad matt because on the bachelor in paradise uh, apparently corinne uh, corinne olympios had sex with uh, the bachelor and i'm uh, i'm not going to remember his name but i know it starts out with d it's a black guy demarco something or a hot hunky black guy bachelor okay. they had sex uh in the po- in the swimming pool and then she claimed uh after the fact that she was into- way too intoxicated to have sex and that she is now uh, retained as a lawyer. They shut down the entire production of the show in Mexico, and uh, they've locked. They basically locked all the contestants down for for a period of time, and they've cut the show off completely right now while they're you know, going through their legal options. I think she actually won the show, <laughs> right? Because the whole point is to be conniving yes. and uh, you know fuck people over. So why not go straight to the top? I love it. Good for you. That's exactly what I wrote about. That isn't that the point of the entire show to have women whoring themselves out to win the Bachelor? Aren't, and aren't, she, these shows, aren't these shows basically about prostitution? And this shows she's acting like the best prostitute, ever, smartest prostitute ever. Yes. Should she win? Should she just win? You, she won. She yes. won the show. Close it up. Close the doors. Uh, because what, what do you get if you win the Bachelor? Probably what fifty grand in, in appearance. Yeah, you get to make up mascara. You get You're to sue whatever network it is, ABC. Oh, they're going to give you at least two or three million just to go away. Way to go! Yes, as long as we're all clear that it's totally bogus. Yes, what do you get? The out? accusation is complete shit. What do you and get she's out? a fucking drunk whore. What do you get? But really, really, the sad part of this whole story is the fact that they interviewed the guy in there. He had to admit that he was just uh, licking her pussy. Wait, what? Yes, yes. What? What? <laughs> yes. She was drunk and and was taken advantage of. But all he did was lick. <laughs> all that happened was he licked her vagina. She did not give consent. Imply consent. Well, he also used his manu- manually penetrator with. With his fingers, uh, which, by the way, seems like an odd thing to do when you're drunk and pull on it with with cameras around. Uh, but here's the point: it seems like an odd thing to do to a gross whore. Everybody I know and uh, that watches the show, which is you and only all other women, Matt, <laughs> uh, have all agreed that she's a you know conniving, cheating whore. Which is a strange thing to hear from women because if it was like any other situation, they would ex- they would call him a horrible guy. And, and oh, except- women have turned on her. Oh, completely have turned on her. Like even even they can see the the transparency in this. Uh, no, they just love the show and they hate that it stopped. <laughs> oh, oh, they don't mind that she might have been raped. Well, they they don't like the the fact that she's a conniving... I mean, look, here's the thing. If it's Mattress Girl at Columbia, they're behind her 110% without even knowing the story or that she lied about shit. Mm-hmm. But if it's, a, if it's a bitch on The Bachelor who's, like, trying to rob shit from The Bachelor, then they hate her. They hate her for crying rape. Then it's, then it's horrible. There's a very... Context, context really matters in the case of uh, rape allegations. <laughs> now, you have to understand. Uh, they don't like her because she's conniving, whereas the Mattress Girl at Columbia was just a, a woman... You know, raped by her, her boyfriend and whatever, without any evidence whatsoever. Uh, and you should, be, you know, like Hillary Clinton said, believe her, trust her before any evidence comes out. Um, they that all went out the window when it was a chick from The Bachelor. Right. But you know, it, technically speaking, if you're intoxicated, you can't give in, you can't give consent. Well, that would go for the guy too. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, Matt. If you if you follow the law, <laughs> you should in all your uh, various uh, date rape defenses. Uh, if the chick if the chick is intoxicated, it doesn't matter if you're intoxicated. She can't give consent. You could still be found guilty of sexual assault. So essentially, any time a, a guy in college or or a guy meets a girl at a bar. That's rape, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that makes no sense. And well, what you're but doing it may is- be found. It may be found to be a lesser offense. But here's the problem: ABC can't defend it because they're filming people getting drunk and having sex, mm-hmm. and that exposes them to such a huge liability that this woman has to be paid. She has to be paid because no one's going to want to go through the whole process of finding out that technically she's correct, and now they've 
been filming sexual assaults all along for the last 15 years on, on TV and ruined the whole show. Well, I think if the, I don't know the history of this thing going to trial, but clearly there can't be a double standard in, in the eyes of the law that if a man and a woman are both drunk and they consensually have sex, that that makes it rape for the guy. Uh, it does. I'm sorry to say, Matt. The guy is seen, the guy is seen as, the, uh, as having more capability than the woman. Also, I believe he, if he was intoxicated and she wasn't, he could claim rape, or maybe he could do it both ways. Whatever the fuck it is, I would say the. Oh, sorry. Go the ahead. problem is if she if she can't give. I don't. You don't watch Law and Order like I do. If she can't give implied consent, and by the way, two hours later they did find her blackout drunk. Um, she was clearly functioning in the, in the tape. Apparently, according to witnesses, in the tape where they're having sex, she was clearly seemed fully functioning. But she clearly was drinking As heavily. If she doesn't do this all the time. Oh, all the time. She's done it on TV on the show before <laughs> all the time. And the entire Bachelor show is about people getting drunk in a pool and having sex. That's the entire show, which is why she knew that, that the producers are in a horrible situation because they are literally producing something that technically they shouldn't be producing and people should be consuming, but they are, and they're making millions of dollars off it. Therefore, she wins Bachelor. She's going to get paid big bucks. She'll be seen as, like, a bad chick who gets another reality show somewhere. And she won this. She gamed the entire system. It's a fucking game, and she won the game, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. Did, did, you're right. It makes it even better that she was just... <laughs> I was just licking her yes, twat right. I know. in the swimming pool. It's so embarrassing for him because it's like, oh, gee, really? Like, he didn't get laid. It's just like, really? Like, that's just like, that's just, especially just like for The Bachelor, just such a horrible thing. But maybe that's why the ladies love him so much. Do they, because um, I heard they, you know, they have condoms on the set and everything. But, because uh, I was thinking about a possible lawsuit. So these people are all... Like like really nasty whores, right? The guys and the and the girls. Well, that, they're, they're, they're at least fame whores willing to do anything on camera to get attention. Well, either, so, either they're whores or they're just they're just being very sexually promiscuous because they want to get famous. Yes. Well, suffice to say, probably some of them at least are actually really promiscuous in real life. Yes. So if you contracted an STD. On the set of that show, I mean, that's got to happen with all the sex and all the disgusting people on the show. Couldn't couldn't that be grounds for? Well, a I'm sure they have. Wa- I'm sure they have waivers. Like any behavior you have is private. It's not our. You know, we're not responsible for it. All that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I'm sure they have tons and tons of waivers. But the one thing you can't waive is is a criminal act. You cannot waive your you know your right to prosecute a criminal act. So, if she can prove that she was too drunk to give consent, which is not, a, it's just a pretty low threshold, I think. She's going to have a case against them. They don't want that, so they're going to they're going to settle this thing really, but fast. It's such a double standard because if look, if you're both drunk, to give consent, you know, it's it's not easy to get a hard on when you're hammered. Well, uh, no, he did. Apparently, Matt, I'm glad you brought the, really brought the dick up because <laughs> apparently uh, he was too drunk maybe to get it up, mm. and that's why he began the oral the oral stimulation. We've all used. We've all done that <laughs> move before, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not on camera necessarily, but well, not to a stranger, <laughs> not not in front of thirty million people on on television before necessarily to a stranger who you know you know only as the blonde whore. Do they have footage of uh, him like his head bobbing up and down? I assume they do somewhere, and they also have footage of the footage. They have like people that were there filming, so they have they have witnesses to everything that went down. She claims uh-huh. in her she claims in her statement that people were telling the producers that she was too drunk to be doing this. And they claim that she wasn't drunk, and they seem everyone seemed fine with it. But again, no one's going to want to go to trial on that, that fucking subjective testimony, yeah, in front of a jury. So they're going to give her some. It's just like the dude on the fucking United Airlines flight who got his ass kicked. They're going to give him a. They're going to give her a big fat payday and, and send her on her way. I don't know how to do this, but is there any way you could set me up like a Google alert? And if they get footage of the of the guy's shoulders from behind, kind of with his head obscuring her, no doubt large gash. Uh, I, I would really like to see. I that. have a feeling that won't be that won't be uh, that tape won't come out. But you uh-huh. never know. I mean, they're a little, they're a little tighter than than Von Miller and his Mexican sex tapes with <laughs> shit going on The Bachelor. They <laughs> fucked up, man. Because whoever was on The Bachelor, you know, these producers, these line producers that know what they're doing, they were like, uh, "So Billy, you're ready for this one, right?" And the guy's like, "I got it." Probably a real <laughs> douchey looking guy with a crew cut. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you sure you can handle this? Sure." And look what happens, like, dude. You know, you're he's probably drinking on the job. Uh, you know, it's an open bar. Fuck, I would do the same thing. Maybe she was pissed that he couldn't get it up. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Aren't you really upset about this? Look, 
I've seen her even between the bachelors. Like she does these promo events, like at bar openings and shit like that. She's. I mean, that's who wants to be doing that shit for the rest of your life. Yeah, this is the way to go. Get a guy to fucking lick your twat, say you're too drunk to give consent, and get yourself three million dollars from uh, from ABC. If they're smart, they incorporate that storyline and of, of get real meta of her actually suing the network, and then sort of like cover I don't know, that. man. They shut the whole they shut the whole production. On. They locked the other contestants, so they were locked in their rooms in in Mexico. Like on lockdown, it was a complete like you can you know how Hollywood productions go when shit goes wrong, everyone freaks the fuck out. The first instinct is to freak the fuck out. Well, if they were really locking them in their rooms, I mean, I feel like that's also a crime in terms of like uh, holding someone against their. They will. were told they're fucking whores in Mexico. <laughs> they were told something. They were told something bad has happened, and they were restrained, told to go to the rooms and not come out. <laughs> you know what they did? They probably had more sex and booze. They probably had more sex in the rooms. Yeah. It really is just a. It's amazing what women watch. And pretend it's not pornography. That really, like, whether it's the Kardashians or this shit, like, you know, I just, I want no one to ever make fun of pornography, guys watching pornography, because women just have a different version of pornography and consume the, consume the shit well, yeah, out of it. Yeah, but it's not on the goddamn Disney affiliate. Like, yeah, I like to watch Chick 69ing, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like we can watch it over dinner with, with my girlfriends. You know, there's going to be a conversation yeah, about my pornography. Show. You couldn't watch a show with your kids, though. I mean, it's like they veil stuff slightly, but it's like it's very thinly veiled. It's all sex. Well, I'm just saying, if, right, I'm agreeing with you. If it is pornography for women, but there's a double standard in that the, oh, yeah. the kind of porn I watch is, is not televised. It's on, it's on ABC. Uh, what else my parents have this week? Matt, I don't know. We've only got four months to plan for this, four or five months, but uh, Slut Walk number three is coming up. No way. Yes. I'm, Slut I'm Walk there. three. We missed Slut Walk two, by the way. Uh, it just, it really, I feel like it comes around and we just forget about it, maybe because no one ever talks about it or, or says anything about it, or even though maybe because no it's a completely <laughs> fucking bullshit PR stunt that yes. no one actually cares about except retards that are don't you, know why they're there, which was my experience. Are you still getting emails, though, for the premium, seat, the premium package? Well, the first one I went and was able to go hang out backstage, which uh, there were a bunch of douchebags with uh, pony, you know, guys with ponytails. Yep, that's porn. So we're going to this one whenever. We'll yeah, we're go- definitely going. But she's actually making money off this shit now. So here's here's what has my panties on a bunch. This whole show has been about double standards, pretty much. So Amber Rose, uh, the the great marketer that she is, put her put a full frontal nude photo of herself, a, a bottomless photo of herself, of her, her hairy vagina. On Instagram. Oh, wait, you can do that on Instagram? No, you can't. But everyone knows you can put up naked photos for about an hour or two before they get flagged. Mm. So she put it up on Instagram. No one would be flagged. She pulled it, I think, before they even flagged it. And then went on, you know, got a lot of press about that. Then went on Twitter with some feminist rant about how, you know, they're taking down this you know, double standards or they're taking down this shit about me, you know, because they can't face a strong feminist woman, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. It was uh, the most obvious, cynical, like, here's my vagina marketing ploy I've ever seen that has nothing to do with feminism. That slut walk really has nothing to do with promoting women. I mean, the idea that you're allowed to have sex with anybody you want and shouldn't be called names is, a, is not even a noble goal. <laughs> it's, it's like it's something that if you were, like, had sex with lots of people, you kind of want people not to call you names. Right. But in terms of the hierarchy of important things for women these days, that's not, that can't be the highest. Like, I want to sleep with lots of rappers and have babies out of wedlock and not be called names. That can't be a huge priority for a lot of people. No. I mean, to be called a slut these days, you got to really, you got to be really filthy. Yeah. And by the way, she's making money off of that now. So it's it's to her benefit to be called that. She's named the thing Slut Walk. So slut, she's actually, she's owning, when she says she's owning the word slut, she's literally owning it. She's making money off of it. Can I say real quickly about owning being a slut? Uh, At the first slut walk, I uh, was in the uh, front row. It was very sparsely attended despite essentially a Donald Trump inauguration. Uh, (laughs) By the way, you didn't go down on a woman at slut walk, did you? (laughs) Uh, I was treated to a speech by the porn star Bonnie Rotten, who was uh, giving this empowering speech about uh, how she doesn't have any regrets or anything. And I then Googled Bonnie Rotten, and I'm sorry if you're eating, but uh, she was doing a scene, and her entire intestines fell out of her body. And um, <clears throat> so maybe this isn't... Uh, Wait, her intestines fell out of her body? She was just like a prolapse. It was really disgusting. Oh, wrecked them. I'm sorry if you're eating, you. but uh, I'm not bringing it up to be gross, but I'm saying this is what you're proud of. Uh, maybe rethink... Uh, your priorities. Here's my here's that's, that's what has my panties in a bunch. My feminist panties, really. 
There's no, there's no ever call like feminists can't attack. It's sort of like the Muslims like not talking bad about the fucking people who blow themselves up, or anyone want to talk about like guys want to talk. I think we talk about like horrible guys all the time. There's horrible people among every group. Some segment of people are just horrible, but do it in the name of pretend to do it in the name of something bigger. Are we gonna have a douche walk now? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, some dudes are total douches. We call them fucking douches and assholes, right? And we don't say, like, especially, like, when they, remember that guy, the guy's group that was going to Australia to meet, the guys who believed in rape or whatever the fuck it was, the men's men's group who was going to Australia to meet in the park? Some fringe, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. and we made, fun, we made fun of people like that. We don't see those guys as being rep- representatives of the masculine culture. They claim that they claim they were, but we were like, you know, we called them out right away as fucking just rapey assholes. Right. But femi- feminists can't, when you use the feminist label, or say female empowerment, you automatically cannot be touched by anybody. So there's no distinction made between, say, you know, Amber Rose talking about her fe- how being fucking showing her vagina on Instagram for two hours where it gets taken down or having the slut walk with Bonnie Rodden is advancing the cause of a, a femi- feminist cause. Mm-hmm. And actual people that might have legitimate gripes or that are studied in matters or pay attention to social issues who may have issues about abortion or things like that, reasoned, valuable things that are concerned about. Zero, distinct, zero distinction in the media in the way those two things are covered. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know when this happened in our culture, but I think it was around the time I was alive in that... You know, but you're still alive. Point of fact, in my lifetime, yeah. this changed uh, in that it's like, well, I own it. Like, yes. uh, so it's like I, I'm a really shitty person, but I I know it and I own it. Like, essentially, like a Kanye West type. Like, yeah, I'm not apologizing. It's like, well, is that any different than going on the parole board <laughs> and being like, well, yes, I did uh, molest those two children, and you know what, I I, I have no regrets. And uh, I, I accept responsibility. And then they let you out of jail or something. I would be like, okay, well, that's fine. I'm glad you acknowledged it because you're not lying anymore. But you should still be in jail. Uh, like, I don't get how that would... So you're saying owning it, is not a good, owning it does not mean it's good. Well, I think it does, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. And I don't, think, I don't think you become a legitimate cause until you're willing to call out the assholes among you. Like the fakes and posers among you, mm-hmm. you can't be a legitimate social cause or political cause or even just fucking a gang of anybody until like you actually call out like the weak ten or fifty percent among you as being total jerks. Like there's got to be some feminist who goes like, you know what? Actually, being a slider just fucking fucks rappers and, and and does anal and talks about how you can be as gross as you want and disgusting as you want and be like you're not like being like a man. You're being like the worst man possible. And that's not actually an ideal or a goal for anybody should be looking forward to. No, it's like it's it's true because Amber Rose, I think there's a subset of the population that for some reason that hasn't thought about it. That's like, yeah, she's sticking up for something, but really she's just a fucking whore with a fake ass. Uh, like no one's looking at Dan Bilzerian, the no. guy who owns all the guns and with his dad's money and like hires porn stars to throw off of roofs and into a pool and shit. No one's looking at him like, yeah. That guy really doesn't have any regrets for living a really seedy, well, empty life. I think there are. He's got half a million or a million. I think there are people who do that. But nobody that any other guy, you know, reasonable guy would like or friend or befriend. No or one that we would out be friends house. with would be like, no. that guy's cool. But I think You're there's. are not going camping with that guy who says that. But there are like 25-year-old chicks at the bar who, who have this vague kernel of, of notion that Amber Rose is somehow like... Uh, Noble in her cause of getting fucked by rappers. Yeah, it's just doing, like, the, the notion of doing what you want to do and fuck everybody else cannot by itself be a noble notion, cannot be a higher purpose. The idea of, of not caring what other people think, when did that become, like, the ultimate goal in life? Well, it's, I think the first example was the Kardashians. Like, they had no, I mean, that was the sex tape thing. I think that was almost the first, like, in your face manifestation of this, of this. Philosophy, but I think they. But I think at least they ignored it. They they like try to pretend that didn't happen. Like she didn't like go around going like, yeah, I made a sex tape, and that's why I'm making money. So fuck everybody. They're more like we're interesting people. We have a funny family. We have all this stuff. And when you brought the sex tape, they really minimized it. Uh-huh. Like they didn't want to talk about it. Now we're te- cut to ten years later. People want to talk about themselves being fucked on, on, on tape and saying like, I did it for myself. I did it for women. <laughs> You're oppressing me if I don't do it. You're subjugating me if you don't say it's awesome. And they're insisting that their their mistakes in life are now seen as these awesome things. Yeah, could there be anything more narcissistic or, or uh, almost just sort of a fantastical than thinking 
everything you do. It's basically thinking everything you do is awesome. Well, I don't think Amber Rose even thinks that. I think it's so cynical. She knows that's not true, but she's making money by doing it. It's like Ashley Graham with being fat. She knows she doesn't want. She doesn't being fat is not ideal, but she's making bank off of it. So she's pretending it's it's awesome, and no one's calling her. No one calls her on it. No one calls Amber Rose on it. And I mean, by calling on, I mean like women don't call them on this. And it's just hard to take them seriously when they don't call out the shitty ones, well, and it, shitty the false preachers among them. If there's no shame in society, I mean, think of how this could just when these 25 year old chicks are are 30 and they're running businesses and whatever if there's no notion of shame i mean donald trump is a great example this guy has no shame nope. and he's the fucking it got him to the, the the pinnacle of fucking success he's the goddamn president of the united states right. by nature of of his one character trait that's most shining is that he literally has no fucking shame right but Amber Rose can be the same way and get get lauded by the same women who hate Trump. They don't understand the connection. I mean, think of the implications for society, and that's the only reason I brought up the the horrific, uh, the prolapse, biological prolapsed erectum uh, of Bonnie Rotten. Medical issues of Bonnie Rotten is that we'll have photos on the website of that. Could you think of anything um, uh, less? Uh, um, empowering, empowering, than having, having a rectum hanging on the floor after a big if that's double the, penetration. The line that we've set, where do we go from here? This is working against STEM. That's all I want to say. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote on the show? <laughs> uh, uh, MattRalston.net. You can check out writing and uh, uh, Twitter at Matthew Ralston. And you can uh, probably find Bonnie Rotten's uh, video on Just Google Bonnie Rotten prolapsed anus. It's been and just lock the doors for twenty four hours. By the way, I'd rather watch that than Katy Perry for <laughs> Katy Perry live streaming at her house. It's very close. Brian, what about you? Something you wish to sell? You're about to go off somewhere in your cute hat. I'm off to LA Valley College for another home game of the Ventura County Pirates. That's awesome. Are they real pirates? They're uh, baseball. Will pirates. they steal your? Will they steal your gold? I don't know. They'll <laughs> steal second and third for sure. I want to thank Rocco's again, Studio City. You guys are fantastic. Thank you, Rocco's. This is Lex. Last one. Talk to you next week. Yeah.